2: Volcanoes, earthquakes, glaciers, and tsunamis, all a part of Alaska's geology. The truth and history about Mother Nature's natural hazards explained on The Fault in the Facts with Michaela Clark. Welcome to The Fault in the Facts. I'm Michaela Clark. Here, we talk about the truth and history of Mother Nature and explain her natural hazards. Today, we'll be talking about a mix of volcanoes and tsunamis. In January, a volcano in the Kingdom of Tonga erupted, sending ash high into the sky and a pressure wave around the globe. I want to strike down any faults in the facts and bring you the truth about whether what happened in Tonga can happen here in Alaska. I spoke with two Alaskan experts, and together, they answered that question.
0: We saw one of the strongest uh, volcanic eruptions in our lifetime.
2: Across the world, we witnessed history.
0: A water wave and an atmospheric pressure wave that resulted in water level changes around the planet. It was a worldwide effect from a very significant eruption.
2: The world was mostly cut off from the island nation in mid-January as a strong volcanic eruption sent sound and tsunami waves across the globe.
0: We saw damage in the millions across uh, central and southern California.
2: Dave Snyder with the National Tsunami Warning Center says no damage was reported in Alaska and scientists still have a lot of analysis before they can fully understand what happened.
0: It made a tremendous plume into the atmosphere. In fact, so high that uh, it it went into the mesosphere, the layer above the stratosphere, which is the layer above where all of the planets weather occurs. So three layers up. It's pretty crazy.
2: Dave Schneider with the Alaska Volcano Observatory says while the eruption came with a relatively small amount of magma, it did have other possible records.
1: The amount of lightning that it produced is probably the greatest amount ever recorded by any event. Um, and and extraordinary pressure waves that circled the Earth multiple times.
2: And people even reported hearing the eruption right here in Alaska.
1: It made a really big noise. Sound waves can get um, sort of ducted or conducted along in in the Earth's atmosphere and then bounce off and come back down to Earth. But it's still really unclear um, why that happened here in Alaska.
2: More than 6,000 miles away, Tsunami waves were recorded hitting Alaska's coastline. Our
1: highest
0: water level measurement that we had in Alaska was King Cove. So it's actually 100 centimeters or about 3.3 feet.
2: What kind of impact does a 3.3 foot wave have on a place like King Cove?
0: Well, The good news is not much, right? Um, A lot of the infrastructure and places where people live and work are up away from the water. Probably for good reason, probably from a lot of experience. 3.3 feet doesn't sound like a lot of water, but you have to remember it's not a surf wave.
2: A tsunami is a wall of water that will move everything in its wake and come back to shore multiple times with a lot of power. There are two aspects to the impact the Tonga event had on the world, the volcanology and the tsunami. Both of the scientists you just heard from say yes. Something like that can originate from Alaska, but the risk is low. If
1: you're talking about a really big eruption, you know, that puts up a really high volcanic cloud, yes.
2: But he says smaller eruptions are much more likely.
1: A big eruption, um, you know, like Tonga is certainly possible. Um, And those things happen, you know, worldwide, maybe every couple of decades. So, um, you know... Although there's a possibility in Alaska, there's, you know, the probability is relatively low.
2: Schneider says Alaska's volcanoes have power.
1: Big eruptions that put a lot of ash out can impact Alaska.
2: Like 1912's Katmai eruption, the largest in the 20th century.
1: Big eruptions can occur in Alaska and have and likely will again.
2: But he says the Alaska Volcano Observatory is keeping track of each volcano.
1: Big eruptions are usually preceded by large numbers of earthquakes. And so what happened in Tonga was, you know, a bit of a surprise because there was really no seismic monitoring of the volcano.
2: Snyder says scientists are paying attention to some of the more active volcanoes in the state, especially ones undersea.
0: One of them that comes to mind is Bogoslaw. Uh, that's been creating new land over the last couple of years out there in the Aleutians. So, you know, could an eruptive Alaska volcano create a tsunami uh, during a sudden and violent eruption? Absolutely. Uh, it sure could.
2: He says the challenge will be knowing if a dangerous eruption has happened. But he says Alaska's agencies are working together and will help let the National Tsunami Warning Center know to keep an eye on a specific volcano.
0: Because if it does violently violently erupt, it could absolutely produce a a tsunami wave and reach our coastline in a matter of minutes.
2: But let's take a look at Alaska's geology and natural hazards that could create a situation like what happened in Tonga.
0: Any of the uh, the outer coast from Shemya uh, in the Aleutians all the way down towards southeastern Alaska, uh, the Dixon entrance and into British Columbia, the the entire coast is exposed. Those are our main threats in the places that we normally watch for um, earthquakes along uh, the Pacific and the Aleutian Fault area to create an immediate uh, tsunami risk.
2: But he says some waves can make it into the Bering Sea and impact Alaska's west coast.
0: And if conditions are right across the Arctic, we could absolutely see a tsunami there as well. So really, any coastline next to the ocean is uh, available for a tsunami threat.
2: The Tsunami Warning Center says there are about two events each year that actually produce waves across the U.S. West Coast and Alaska.
0: It doesn't sound like a lot, right? But, uh, you know, if one of those is a really big impactful event, then that's a big deal.
2: Alaska has more than 130 volcanoes and volcanic fields, most of them riddling its coastline. USGS says more than 50 of those have been active in the last 260 years.
1: The biggest threat from eruptions in Alaska um, is primarily from ash.
2: He says most of the other hazards stay near the volcano, and many of Alaska's volcanoes don't have anyone living near enough to be impacted. Alaska's highest populated area is near Cook Inlet, which does have a few historically active volcanoes. With
1: Spur, Redoubt, Iliamna, and Augustine, and most people that have been here for a while have, have been through those eruptions of those volcanoes. But they've given us, you know, weeks to months of warning to sort of finalize preparations.
2: And Augustine did erupt in 1883, causing a notable tsunami. And more recently, in the last 40 years, Augustine's spur and Readout have erupted, sometimes sending ash to nearby cities like Anchorage.
1: The biggest hazard from a volcanic-induced tsunami would be from a a, a large movement of material into the ocean.
2: The scientists say monitoring and preparation are key.
1: People should be concerned about all sorts of natural hazards in Alaska.
2: Wildfires, snowstorms, earthquakes, tsunamis, and volcanoes. He says if you're prepared for one, you're likely prepared for all.
1: In terms of, of, of worry, I mean, we live in a, in a geologically and, and a meteorologically active part of the world.
2: There are a few ways to monitor volcanoes.
0: That includes seismic stations that give us kind of a preliminary sense that something is changing be, uh, at or b- beneath the ground level. And we also have a lot of satellite monitoring that can tell us that an eruption indeed has occurred, just like what we saw in Tonga. Uh, but then putting that into a system that can warn for tsunamis is the next trick.
2: He says the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is actively working on that. But it's important to take action if you get a tsunami alert. The National Tsunami Warning Center says head to high ground immediately and wait for further instructions. If you're in a harbor or marina, get off the water and gain elevation. If you're already underway in a boat, the center says go farther out to sea.
0: Just stay away from the coast, that's the most important part.
2: Alaska's entire coastline is exposed.
0: Tsunamis do occur. It did occur from the Tonga event, even though it seemed relatively small, the tremendous power of that small amount of water coming up to your coastline has impact.
2: Disastrous tsunamis have happened here and will again.
0: It's hard, hard to keep all that connected there when you don't see the immediate impacts and, and understand that you know this, this can happen to us.
2: words from those scientists but also one last reminder that dangerous eruptions are rare and there's no need to worry but it's always important to be prepared i was in anchorage in 2009 when ash from Readout fell throughout the city i remember watching it out the window and then collecting it in a bag but this show is called the fault in the facts and i'd like to end with the fact about a fault In remembrance of the 1964 Great Alaska Earthquake that happened 58 years ago this month, I'd like to talk about subduction zones. That's an area where one tectonic plate goes beneath another. In the case of the 1964 earthquake, the Pacific Plate subducted or was thrust underneath the North American Plate. The quake started at 5.36 p.m. on Friday, March 27, 1964. The 9.2 holds the record for the second largest recorded earthquake in the world. USGS says the quake was the first time scientists understood subduction zones. Since then, they've found others around the world. And we want to know if you have any misconceptions or questions about Mother Nature that you want answered. You can email us at streamingnews at ktuU.com.